You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with The Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with The Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul calls to mind an example from his latest book where he invites Native Americans to hear scripture in the original language so that, with respect to the land, they can tap white Anglo-Saxons on the shoulder and say, Hey, friend, that's your Bible, not mine. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. 24, and in all the country of your possession, he goes back to that root, which means to take, meaning to receive. In all the country you possess, the country of your possession, that's how the Hebrew you shall grant a redemption of the land. What is redemption? My gosh! If you ask three Orthodox, they will spend one week telling you about what redemption is. But this is not a redemption from sin as it is linked always theologically. It is the redemption of the land meaning you redeem the land. And without going into too much detail about this verb, it's important to remember that it is from the root ga'al, which is used in Isaiah to speak of God as the redeemer of his people. And it is connected, if you know the Bible, you realize that if someone dies without children, his brother is bound to marry the widow, and the first child of this union is the child of the deceased. And the person who is bound to do that is called the Goel, the Redeemer. In other words, you redeem your brother. You bring him back to the situation which he was supposed to do, but he died beforehand. So, let's keep this in mind. That's enough for me. Goel, Gaal, and even NATO scholars know that. But I want you, the hearer, Not to follow the comments of the NATO scholar on verse 24. I want you to hear with your ears that it's the same word, the same root. And you have it here in English, redemption. You're redeeming the land. Meaning you're taking it from the one who looks as though he is the owner, but he's not, because God is the owner. Let me go back to my example. 
the child that comes from the first union of the brother-in-law with the widow is the child of the deceased. Now, I don't care about your reaction. I am telling you what the Bible is saying. And thus, you redeem his seed. And here, in the Jubilee year, the land is redeemed from the human beings who had the impression that in the previous six or 49 years they were the owners of the land. And thus it goes back to its proprietor, which is God. Hear the comments of the following verses. If your brother becomes poor and sells part of his property, then his next of kin notice. It's the same thing as with the progeny. Shall come and redeem what his brother has sold because he was poor. Meaning, that the piece of land remains within the range of the family because the family happens to live there. And I'm not talking about the capitalists that buy land and it becomes there and they decide to build Mount Rushmore on the land of the Native Americans. Mount Rushmore is more impressive than the Temple of Solomon. Why? Because you're selling your product. You have four white Anglo-Saxon presidents. That's what you have. That's not what chapter 25 of Leviticus is saying and then that's enough because you can read it on your own but I highlighted a few verses you know they keep repeating and telling you if 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 it's very powerful so you have to hear it you don't have to caption it in a paragraph of theology you have to hear it but I highlighted a couple of verses 28 but if he has not sufficient means to get it back for himself, then what he sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee. In the Jubilee it shall be released and he shall return to his property. It's amazing. That's why I said in my last book, we have to ask Native Americans to read the Bible in its original language and then tap the shoulders of all of us white Anglo-Saxons and say, hey friend, that's your Bible, it's not mine. That's what it's saying. 
very important verse 28 make sure you print it out and you put it on your doorposts okay so this is what is done at the end okay in the year of the jubilee and the land has to be released to its original author it is as though you repeat that's why i believe the entire bible brings you back to the sixth and seventh day of genesis 1 and the beginning of 2 it's a repeat the year is the repeat because it is linked to the sun and the moon but these are not the real deity it is God in his view of things that is our reference and then at the end of 29 we have again that word redemption if a man sells a dwelling house in a walled city he may redeem it with a whole year after its sale for a full year he shall have the right of redemption in other words you got back remember in Joshua the land was assigned to the tribes it's not the tribes they took it as we are taught in Judeo-Christianism no they were assigned by God and the year punch in the gut of both Jews and Christians is that the inheritor of Hebron the city of Abram Abraham was not Joshua the Jew but Caleb the outsider the dog okay the end let me read a few more verses and then we will be done 35 and if your brother becomes poor and cannot maintain himself with you you shall maintain him as a stranger and sojourner he shall live with you but we heard that there's no difference and here you have the text against the usury the interest take no interest from him or increase but fear your God that your brother may live beside you you shall not lend him your money at interest nor give him your food for profit I am the Lord God who brought you forth out of the land of Egypt you know this technical knockout aside out of the blue you hear the reminder I took you out of slavery to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God and you can use this word to convince the people of what I said earlier you take something that is given to you you don't take it by grabbing it and it is in this sense only that I agree with this tradition I don't endorse it but since it is there when the parents say to the child say thank you 
when someone does something to you or gives you something. And the thank you is precisely to assert that you did not take that, but you received it. And the last verses, and if your brother becomes poor beside you and sells himself to you, you shall not make him serve as a slave. He shall be with you as a hired servant. And that would be a nice text, even in English, that people, beginning with Father Mark Boulos, start with that to differentiate between the slave and the passerby as servant. And in the New Testament, exactly as in the New Testament, we become the slaves of God once we are saved by Him and not His servants. Watch out, NATO people. Dismiss completely. The servant. Technically, you use it to speak like the CEOs of a leader as servant. You know all these new organizations. He shall be with you as a hired servant. Okay. That would be the one living with you. The Hebrew is one of the words, is toshev, the one cohabiting with you. And a sojourner. Notice you have two words here. One is from the verb yashab, to dwell, and one is a stranger, ger. So you have a doubling. But that is different than a slave. And then he shall serve with you, which is the verb habad, obviously, until the year of the jubilee. Then he shall go out from you, he and his children with him, and go back to his own family, very important, and return to the possession of his fathers. Notice the importance of the allotment of the land in Joshua. Remember that interesting English word. Allotment. It's not, you see that land, take it. No. It is assigned to you. For, and you have guessed, they are my servants, meaning my slaves. You see the English uses now servants to translate slave. It is totally misleading. The English Bible is not scripture. I'm not saying the Arabic is better. But since I'm talking in North America, I want you to hear that. You are my slaves whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. 
they shall not be sold as slaves. For all of you who know history and Roman society, you may not mistreat the slave of another household because you will be taken to court by his master. It's technical, friends. Not he's a slave, I mistreat him. No! It is in the United States that things were done this way, but not in Roman society. These are my slaves. They shall not be sold as slaves because I am their Adon master and this is my decision. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.